Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again, with some interesting stories uh, to talk about today. Um, One I don't think was really nationally brought up, like ESPN or whatnot, but um, and then NFL already talking about adding an extra game for next season. But before we get into the show, head over to staytunesports.net. You can find all of our social media accounts, our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I think I have to put our, our LinkedIn uh, one over there too, but that's on the right-hand side there. Make sure you like them, share, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then up top is our merch tab, which... Um, I'll be adding a little bit more uh, within the next week or two as well. Um, So, out in California, uh, I believe it was like last week, was a high school basketball coach was suspended two games because he beat a team, his team. I shouldn't say he beat the team because he he just coached them, one sixty one to two. Yes, that is correct, one hundred sixty one points to two. And he was suspended and being um, evaluated or you know looked into for um, basically running up the score. And you know when I saw this, first off, how shitty is the other team? You know, um, or is this team just that good? And I started thinking about like this is what's wrong with our nation. So the team that scored 161 points actually won their four previous games by at least 70 points, whereas um, the team they played already lost one game by 91 points. So it's not like you know the team that got two points uh, was at least average. It was this team just flat stunk, you know. And I'm sorry if. Um, Anybody from those teams or the parents are listening to me, I apologize, but why are we suspending this guy for, one, doing his job, and two, teaching his kids how to win? I mean, that's the whole key of sports, right, is, is to win. That is what's wrong with this nation. Like, you know, here's the participation trophy. Like, get the hell out of here. You know, when, when I, if, if you want a an equal game or whatever you knew this team was good why would you even schedule these games or why not just do what the little league baseball does and have a mercy rule 
you know, ten, uh, you know, little league. I'm, I'm not sure if it's still ten, uh, ten run rule, or um, I think it used to be, you know, five runs by the seventh inning or, or whatnot. Like it was something else. But just to, to show you how good this team was at halftime, they were leading like one twenty to one, and the coach of um, the Southern California uh, High School even put his second string star, uh, players in there in the second quarter. So it wasn't like you know he, he left his starters in there the whole game and all the other coach could say is, well, they ran a full court press the whole time. He's trying to win the game. You know, if that's the case, then teach your kids how to beat a full court press. I mean, when I was in high school, that's what, that's what they taught us. You always change your your game plans for different teams. You don't say you don't run the same game plan for each team. Each team has a weakness. Each team has a strength. You play to their weakness. But yet now this guy gets penalized for being a good coach. The other quote that uh, I, I got a chuckle out of from uh, Dale Chung, who was the opposing um, coach, said. People shouldn't feel sorry for my team. They feel sh- they should feel sorry for his team, which isn't learning the game the right way. Oh, what winning? Like, come on, man. You know, like if, I feel like doing like the Kish- uh, Kishan Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson. Come on, man. And um, just to top it off, uh, the first game that uh, the high school coach sat out for his suspension. Yeah, 13 1, 80 to 19, the next game. So, mentioned up at the top of the show here that the NFL is already looking to add the extra week of football for next season. And what that's possibly going to do is give us a Monday night wildcard game. Now, when I first saw this, I was thinking, how would that, you know, what would be the purpose of it? Why would they do it? And why didn't they try it this past season? You know, try, you know, like a, a practice run, see how the, the ratings went. Well, one, the reason why they didn't do it this past year is they didn't have the extra game added, which meant the wild card game would have been played up against the college football championship game. Now, with them adding a extra game, which will make it 18 weeks now, the wild card game would play a week after the college football championship game, which makes sense now. Now, there's obviously some um, logistics to iron out yet, but one of the biggest question marks is going to be how does the NFL help the teams that are going to have a short week? So if they play on Monday, are they going to play that following Saturday? And the NFL already came out and said that whoever plays on a Monday will play Sunday. So Peter King was breaking it down and basically it would be three games Saturday, two games Sunday, one game Monday. And ultimately, five teams will have a short week. I actually kind of like the idea. You know, now that I, I reread it and, and understand what's going on. But even if the teams 
have a gripe about short weeks and the ratings are high, it's it's mood point for the for the teams. Because it's already in the CBA about having the extra game, um, extra week being put in. And again, you know, who who doesn't like a Monday night football? Now, the only thing I could see is you know, kind of hindering it is because it's a Monday night playoff game. A lot of people like to be at the playoff game, and when they're on Saturdays, Sundays, they don't have work, they could go to the game. So I'm not sure when we'll um, hear when it's official. Uh, it'd probably be a, a lot more closer, probably a few more months yet, but it does sound like we are going to get a, a an extra week of Monday night football. Um next year for the wild card game now as far as week 18 how they're figuring it out is basically whoever you played in uh 2019 you'll play this last week so right now um the the philadelphia eagles are looking at playing the new york jets and i believe that was the game that we had like 25 turnovers and that the one um, strip sack for a touchdown. You know, like it was just insane when Sam Darnold got his uh, measles or whatever it was. But the one game to watch out for, if this does go through, is already it already said Kansas City versus Green Bay. It's going to be the top seed of the AFC West against the top seed of the NFC North. I'll tell you what, that's going to be a good game. You know, as long as Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. I mean, you have to think he's going to be still in Green Bay. It'd be stupid to let him go. But that is going to be a hell of a Sunday night game. I mean, automatically Sunday night or Monday night. But you, you got to put that on Sunday night football. But it's good to hear, you know, some some news coming out for next season already. Even though my Philadelphia Eagles still suck. Uh, jumping out of it, Trevor White saying, you know what, I've seen too much now. I almost saw an accident uh, right up there at the front of the field. And that's the one spot you don't want to have an accident because you and I know, Carlos, if that happens, it's all chaos from there. Oh, there's a wreck! Turn one! Multiple drivers involved! And this is the big one, the 12 involved, the 29, the 23 coming in. Oh boy, a bunch of very, very damaged race cars. And this is Garage Talk with Joshua Sobel, brought to you by 3Wide TV. Yes, we are back for the third installment, I believe it is, of Garage Talk with Josh. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. I can't believe it's been three already. Three weeks have gone by so fast. Yeah, and you know, like each each uh, week, you know, on the weekend, Saturday, whatever. After I get done watching you guys on Friday, I'll listen to the show, and I, I won't lie. I kind of fast forward just to this part before I start listening to myself. Th- these segments seem like they're they're a lot of fun. Even the wife says, you know, she finds it interesting too. Like especially the the question, the mailbag, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the questions are my favorite part, honestly. Try to get other people involved in it, honestly. And uh, 
now that we have more and more leads of Erska coming in and helping out, it's going to be quite nice to see what this week brings. Yeah, and we actually got some good questions this week. But So before we get to the questions, uh, this past week uh, we were at Auto Club, and i got to admit, I mean, it was probably top three most exciting races uh, of the season, I, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it was it was a ton of fun. Like I said, I didn't really I I thought I didn't have Auto Club, so I got on early before the race started, and was like, all right, let me buy this real quick so I can go out and test. And I guess I bought it at some point because I don't remember it, but I had it. And uh, man, I will tell you right now in practice, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody complained about how loose the setup was. Well, you know, I noticed that a lot with uh, early on in the race. A lot of the cars were were spinning out. The back ends were sw- uh, spinning out. Um, but it seemed like as the race went on, you guys kind of kind of honed in a little bit better. And wasn't as many spin outs coming out of the corners. Yeah, those tires got worn in pretty well, and it balanced the car quite a bit, which was pretty surprising. It didn't really tighten up much, in my opinion. I know other guys felt that it did tighten up based off their line, but for me, the long run was definitely where it was at. And I could tell um, while I was like pretty much looking at the broadcast, I could see that my lap times were, were staying pretty consistent compared to everybody else's. I was faster than most of the guys ahead of me. So I was like, okay, I have a decent shot at this. And then, you know, it's it's auto club at the end of the day. Pitch strategy screwed me over. And then uh, I finished, I think, in the top 10. So I will take it. Yeah, I mean, you, you were good at, like, I think the lowest you may have gotten was, like, 15 or so, <clears throat> excuse me, like, towards the, not uh, not towards all the way at the end of the race, maybe three-quarters of the way through the race, and you just slowly picked one one by one down, you know, each time, and I thought for, for a second there, I thought you were going to sneak up in there, uh, top five, top three, but unfortunately, I guess we just ran out of time there. Yeah, I mean, I, my plan was just to be a little bit more aggressive. Like now with having the three monitors and all that stuff and being able to see like the inside and the outside of me, I can tell how close I am to a driver. So my whole strategy was trying to pinch guys out into the outside and turn one and two because I knew it was going to get tight. And if they continue that momentum through the corner, they were just going to get into the outside wall on the back stretch. So I try to use turn one and two as like my my pass zone. And I think that's where the majority of my passes came from throughout the night. Now... Uh, for most most of the race uh, was led by Andrew uh, Hiddleman and JT Poole, right? Uh, yeah, no, um, Freeman. It was either Freeman or Gracias. I get the two Jasons mixed up. Yeah. Um, I know they were up there quite a bit as well, too. Um, Himmelman at one point even pulled away with uh, with Freeman and or Gracias. Again, I apologize. I don't remember which driver it was. Um, but they got to a point to where they kind of hooked up and, and were pulling away from the pack uh, early on in the runs. And um it was surprising to to see andrew's got a brand new number and all of a sudden it's like well the brand new number comes a totally yeah. different set of skills and he did really well at auto club and they also run a league on thursday nights um for super speedways and he ended up winning the the super speedway uh, oh, event cool. uh thursday cool oh sorry sorry no that's my was, mistake monday because oh, it's okay. tnr i'm getting them mixed up tnr on monday nights my bad <laughs> he uh, he raced there and ended up winning the the, the race of another league. Now, offhand, do you know if that's his first ever win? Because I know for a while that he was uh, close to to coming in and you know finally just kind of falling back or, or whatnot. So I mean, he sounded like he was always right there on the footstep, just never could get over that hump. 
Yeah, I think for TNR, it might be his first win. I don't. It's really hard to follow through with who has the wins over okay. there because I was racing that league, and then obviously I broadcast on Mondays now, so it's a little bit different. And unfortunately, I can't do it. But I want to say that's his first win over in that league. I, I'm I'm sure he's had a win in NSRA at some point. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, I think. I mean, he was excited. I'll say that. And the, the broadcast, I went back and watched it because a lot of guys were kind of <laughs> making fun of his uh, burnout, apparently. <laughs> And I wanted to see what was going on. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a little practice to do, but uh, <laughs> you, that's, that's what happens when you get your first win and, and you're not used to doing burnouts. You just got to get used to it. Yeah. I, uh, well, you know, I, I'm going to kind of defend him here and take a shot at you. I mean, when a few weeks back, your first uh, third place finish, your first top three finish, you, you kind of sound nervous there, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. And. I was just I was just happy that it was like right after we got done talking about um, doing top threes and like hey if you at least get a top three you know yeah. this and that and I was surprised that I was actually able <laughs> to get a top three and uh, it, it was funny and I wasn't expecting you know to get third place so I wasn't expecting the interview and man my mind gets all over the place it's it's different when you're on a podcast and you're just like shooting the shit yeah but when you're on a broadcast. And you're trying to think of shout-outs, and you know the shout-outs you have to give, but then you're like, dang it, why didn't I say it like this? And, and you, you you remember all that stuff after it's done. Yeah, it's like, yo, uh, could, I, could I have a redo, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, so one part of this past week's race, I, I want to ask you, um, there was definitely two times, maybe three times, that they actually went three wide, uh, Andrew Hittleman, um, JT Poole, and it was flip-flopping between... I think Freeman, I think Lorello maybe, and Peter and um, Drew were like kind of going nuts over like, oh my god, they're going three wide. Is, is that like a very uncommon thing to do at this racetrack? I think it depends because since there's not dynamic tracks in iRacing, there used to be dynamic tracks where over time you could see the wear on the track and, and, and it would get slick and everything else like that and you could run multi-grooves on tracks okay. so I think with Auto Club because of how the outside works I think especially in turns 1 and 2 it might be the same in 3 and 4 but um, it's just more of like the aggressive style but at the same time I, there, there are rules for going three wide, so I don't know if it's around the time that, you know, we can't go three wide before the backstretch. Okay. So I don't know if it was like they were on the backstretch and then went three wide, and maybe Peter was thinking, oh, God, that, that might be a penalty. I'm not 100% sure, but um, three wide is always dangerous. It doesn't matter where you're at. Okay. In super speedways, you see it all the time, but even then, um, you don't. I don't think in auto club you really see it too often. So when you say it's 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 uh, a rule, do you mean like an actual rule or one of those unwritten yeah. rules? No, it's a it's a rule from NSRA. So on the restart or any start afterwards, um, you cannot go three wide before the backstretch because if you do, then it's a high chance that's going to cause a big accident. And also on top of that, um, there's just no need for it, especially if it's early on in the run. Now, Chris will drop that rule um, from what I've seen in the past near the end of a race where if there's only like 10, 10 laps to go you'll yeah. hear, hear drivers come over the radio and like hey are we good to go three wide he's like yes go ahead and carry on and then that rule does not apply but in the early goings where we don't need that much aggressive driving yeah that's where they really focus on it oh all right yeah because like i said i mean the way they were i mean it really sound like their their butt cheeks were uh puckering there when they, when they were going through the, the turns even you know even when they're coming through the turns i'm like that that's not too wide there like between the wall and and the the line down below i'm like holy jesus 
Yeah, it's already rough with that track in general, just going too wide and trying to not burn the tires up. So I'm sure three wide, especially whoever's on the outside lane, I mean, they're definitely getting screwed the most. So now with two races left, Mitchell Adams ended up winning that one, which, you know, in a way I felt kind of bad for Andrew and, and, and JT because they were just so good the whole race and for it to kind of end like that for them. Um, Mitchell is in first now in the point standings, uh, up by 25 over... Uh, Bill Edwards and Lorello. Now, is 25 points a big lead now with two races to go? Uh, it's going to be... I mean, it was hard to begin with going into Bristol and a little bit harder into Auto Club, but now with two races to go, as long as Adams doesn't make a heavy mistake and gets disqualified or isn't able to finish the race, I just don't see how, I mean, maybe Adams is thinking Edwards has a much higher chance than Lorello does, because I know Lorello's 30 points behind him, Okay. but he would have to, I mean, these guys would have to have almost a perfect race and in hopes that they have to A, finish in front of Adams, or Adams has to pretty much crash out. Oh, okay. Um, so this coming weekend, we have uh, ISM at Phoenix. Um, what's, your, what's your feelings about you with this uh, track coming up and what do you think is going to happen here? I'm used to Legacy Phoenix and that track is already sketchy enough because it's kind of flat out of three and four. You got some banking in the one and two and it's just oddly shaped in my opinion for a track but I know the racing line at ISM is kind of weird from what I've been seeing. Um, this one is is, is, is interesting because Auto Club was kind of like everyone's like go-to. They enjoyed it. Okay. And Phoenix is like the opposite of that. You almost hear just about every guy. It's like, uh, Phoenix, ISM, I can't stand it. But then you have some guys who are like, I hate it, but it's at least somewhat enjoyable. So I don't, it's going to be weird. I mean, it's going to be like any other week. It's going to be saving tires, making sure you're not, you know, you're saving the right rear. I think Phoenix is going to be one of the testaments when it comes to three and four. Cause that, from what I remember, it's pretty flat. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, uh, excluding yourself, obviously, um, do you have any picks for who do you think might win this one, this race here? It's tough because I haven't seen these guys race at Phoenix before, but it almost feels like Lorello, in my opinion, either A, just, I don't know, in, in practice, especially at Auto Club, he... He seemed to not really understand what was going on, but then as the race came to, he started to really pick up speed. Yeah. So I feel like Lorello is is going to be surprising in a, in a point that once he figures out the track, and he may already know how to race Phoenix, um, he could be pretty fast. I mean, besides Adams, again, I don't know how well he does at Phoenix, but knowing that he has a points lead and he's 25 points ahead of Edwards, I think that's going to put a little bit of pressure on him, at least if I was in his position. Okay. So if he can kind of overcome that, he could do really well at Phoenix. And if he does really well at Phoenix, that's going to relieve a lot of pressure because I know he's not a huge fan of Chicago Lamb. Okay. All right. So before, well, you know, obviously you guys could tune in uh, Friday night at 930 on 3Y TV over on YouTube to watch the guys race. Make sure you guys come over because, I mean, there, there's a bunch of us that actually comment in the, the comment section while the race is going on. And even sometimes um, the broadcast uh, broadcast crew usually chimes in or gives you a shout out. And even some of the racers that may have a, a bad race that just parks the car, they jump in there and, and you know, it's a, it's a good time. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. 3YTV on Friday night, 930. 
the Simbox uh, Truck Series. So before we go, we have our questions. And we actually got, we actually got some for the whole entire time. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the first question is from uh, Mitchell Adams. What races are you looking forward to the most next season? Hmm. I was kind of disappointed that with the Daytona um, Speed Week is pretty much what we call it because okay. we have three Daytona tracks on here too that are pre-race Daytonas. Obviously, one of those being the Duel and then the Oval Daytona. I was kind of sad that I didn't see the Road Course Daytona on there because that, as as many people hate road courses, for some reason Daytona for me is just like my bread and butter. It's almost like Watkins Glen. Oh, okay. Like I just do really well there, but I don't see that on the schedule. So I would say out of out of this i mean this schedule definitely looks like it's going to be tough early on we got a lot of short tracks i'm probably going to go with atlanta which is the eighth race in because i I like mile and a half tracks that's kind of like my thing i'm a huge fan of it richmond i did really well with um this season this current season um back in like september when the when the first series or first season started yeah so i would say richmond's pretty much going to be my go-to as well too so atlanta and richmond are kind of the two i'm looking forward to all right and just a quick uh little plug here i guess if you want to call it that for any um podcast businesses that want to sponsor any of our races uh, we still have a few left um if you just head over to uh nsra's facebook page and message them there um, and you know they'll be able to give you any information or answer any of your questions as far as um, what's all included and things like that. So make sure you head over to NSRA Facebook page and message them there. So next, yeah, it's question. nice to see. It's nice to see that like Brookstone Animal Hospital is back on. They got a new logo, which Dude, looks I, I, yeah, I, I like that logo. Like when I saw that, I'm like, oh. that's that's actually pretty nice looking. <laughs> It just goes to show you, like, the league is doing something right if you got the same guys coming back as far as sponsors. So um, it, it's it's nice to see us going into a whole new season with you as the main sponsor now, someone completely new from the outside looking in, yeah. and then now we got Brookstone coming back. I mean, next season is going to be huge. Um, so next question is from Damian Leiniger. Um, What's your early impressions on Erska from behind the scenes all the way up to the drivers? Oh, um... Wow. Erska is high talent. I've always stood behind that in its sense that at Iowa last night when we broadcasted, which you can check over at uh, Belly Up Sports TV's YouTube page, just Belly Up Sports, um, those guys were at Iowa, and you want to talk about some side-by-side racing, some hard racing. I mean, they went almost 80 full laps without before first caution came out. Wow. That's insane for anyone. Iowa is a tough track for cup cars, Xfinity, whatever you want to name it. The Xfinity series that they race, I mean, it's it's rough. So it's nice to see that kind of skill gap in there compared to other leagues that I see. Okay. So that's one thing that I knew going into Erska that was going to be amazing. Now, from a production standpoint, because this is something new for me, um, Johnny Thomas helps me out a ton um, with overlays. I don't have any graphic designers when it comes to um overlays being you know brought up and if i have something boom he's done and ready to go so from just everyone kind of welcoming you in and in kind of arms wide open type experience everyone is so nice no matter who you talk to they love racing with them um with erska itself and and some of the guys around it so um i knew what i was getting myself into and and erska really really shows the skill level of of a lot of drivers and you know I could actually 
agree with you as far as you know Erska and Johnny Thomas and them being great you know a bunch of guys I mean they even um, hit me up right before the season started you know about would I like to sponsor another race and because you know me and belly up we had to kind of go our separate ways in a way even though we're on good terms we still talk and things like that um, I really didn't think you know they would want me to sponsor any of the races but you know Johnny and Erska hit me up and I was very surprised and like I said very very professional uh, guys and, and and very good to, to work with as well um, but speaking of uh, Johnny Thomas um, so he did ask a question on Twitter um, who is your favorite Erska driver now granted we did answer this question a couple you know weeks ago so why don't you uh, answer his question since uh, he didn't hear it or maybe he just forgot well, since you don't listen to the podcast, Johnny Thomas, um, what I would say, which was last week, was uh, obviously without, because of the fact that um, we have another Stay Tuned Sports driver, Scott Crump, um, even before that and before I was sponsored <laughs> with Stay Tuned Sports, I've always followed um, Crump. I, I was always a huge fan of his drive style. I was always a huge fan of like, kind of attitude-ish but like badassness i don't even know how really to explain it yeah. um he's just all around like I, I enjoy scott a lot um but on top of that you know joshua adams i've had my pleasure of working beside him with belly up sports in the past when i first got into broadcasting um so following him and his journey through ersker as, as well too it is has been insane but last night i saw even more drivers who really like i didn't even think about Okay. Um, that just really did well. I knew very little of Ryan Lutz, and Ryan Lutz literally led the whole entire race at Iowa, pretty much, except for like four or five laps. Wow. And unfortunately, we had a caution with three to go, and everybody behind him pitted. Oh, he was Jesus. the only one that didn't pit. And at a track like Iowa, tires are key, and we saw it at the end of that race. He, he got passed by, finished third, and um, yeah, it was rough, but man, Ryan Lutz is is an amazing driver. Wow. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I had work early, so I couldn't see, I, you know, I didn't watch uh, uh, last night's, um, or Monday night's race, but um, I, I did watch uh, Daytona a little bit, and yeah, I, I agree again with you. The, the talent level just seemed like this year already compared to last year is already a step uh, better than last year. It's crazy how these guys can race so clean, but race hard at the same time. Yeah. I think that's the thing that blows my mind the most about Erska is that they give room, and even if they are door-to-door, they're door-to-door. Like, they're bouncing off one another at a point to where, like, they're not wrecking each other. They're, it's, it's weird. It, it's almost like watching actual NASCAR through, through a video game. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, this next question, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to put your, your fortune teller hat on. Um, This this comes from our our buddy Scott Crump. He wants to know, is his luck going to turn around this year? I hope so. (laughs) I mean, mean, you know, you you said he he didn't do the worst, but he didn't do the the best last night. And then the first week he had computer problems. So he's already behind the eight ball, it seems like. Luckily, he's behind it at the beginning of the season when there's still a lot of races left to, to be had. So from his point of view, I would say is he see he's almost kind of like me where he just gets caught up in a bunch of stuff like it's not necessarily his doing it's just like it just happens 
And that, that's what happened last season with him too. Like when I, you know, signed up when me and him came to agreement, whatever about sponsorship. I mean, to a T. What happened to you this year was him last year, and it's like every time I'm like, oh man, you're right there, and then you know somebody just happens to, to clip him just enough, and then he goes flying around. But that second half of the season, he just you know he came on strong. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're only three races in in their series right now, and it ends in August, and we're in March. So, I mean, there oh, are yeah. tons. It's tons and tons of time. I mean, we've got Atlanta coming up next for them, uh, Talladega, Homestead, those tracks. I'm sure, you know, Crump knows how to get around. It's just trying to stay out of trouble and hopefully just doesn't have any more PC problems because those are the things you can't control. Yeah. If it, if, if you're having that bad of an issue with it with a computer, at the end of the day it's technology and i would rather go through bouts of bad luck than to have computer problems but you know just remember electronics make everything better in life yeah i guess (laughs) (laughs) not if you're crumb (laughs) all right this next one um you may have to give like a little backstory if you know what it means so this one's from um gerald campbell will bud pug ever catch on Butt plug? <laughs> no, no, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I gotta make sure I put explicit for this episode. <laughs> I swear, that, I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Bud, like Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, Bud pug. Now I, I looked I'm at a loop on that. I looked at his profile picture, and it is a pug in a NASCAR. Uh, 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 uniforms, you know the cars, the car jackets, and everything. So I thought, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I thought maybe you knew there was a little backstory behind it or something. And either way, you know what? You know, stay tuned, sports uh, listeners out there. Let's get the hashtag going. Hashtag Bud, not Butt, Bud yeah, Pug. <laughs> if you if you put Butt uh, Pug, you might get kicked off of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, please don't. We didn't, we didn't send you to that. So if you do it, then you just got you got bad ears like I do. So. <laughs> All right, so this last question is actually from me. Um, I just talked about a story uh, a few minutes ago. A a, a high school basketball coach out in um, California was suspended, okay, for basically, I mean, you got to admit this, running up the score, basketball game, 161 to 2, he won, his team won. He got suspended and is being um, looked into for running up the score. Do you agree with him being suspended for doing his job, basically? So, are you? Let me make sure I got this right. He's getting suspended because they did well. Exactly. That makes no sense. Exactly. Isn't that the point of being a coach. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't even that. No, I, I guess, I guess. All right. So, what division is this, though? It was just high school. So, uh, you know, I don't know what division. The story I read, it didn't have the divisions. It just said high school. Um, Okay, so it's high school. So yeah, and even the team, uh, the team that had 161 points, won the last four games by an average of 79 points, you know, margin. Wait, wait. So his team had 161 points. Yes, and the other team oh. had two. Oh my god! <laughs> but my my thing is, how can you? You're teaching these kids to to win. You know, don't take I, your your foot I off guess. the gas. You know. I guess it comes down to, I don't know, where. What state is this in? This was California. I think okay, it was like the, weird, the yeah. Los Angeles area. I don't. I mean, I guess unless 
you have like a self-esteem or like motivation maybe like if i was on the team with two points whoever scored the two points congratulations <laughs> exactly you know, you're the you're the mvp so i'm sure they're on cloud nine but at the same time how the heck do you only get two points their defense must be crazier they just they just don't know how to shoot well at halftime it was um what was it, like 120 to one okay yeah they just don't 100 to, so you're telling me that the two points that they got were free throws <laughs> pretty much fouls. yep <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah um, what I would say is that's that's a joke, first of all, because again, you're a coach, you should be winning. Now, complete domination. I mean, that's crazy. I and, and, and here's I, the, I'm speechless, I guess. And, and my thing is too, like I, I said uh, before, was um, if you don't want these type of scores or these type of outcomes, then put a mercy rule in there, like like Little League has, you know, the ten run rule, or yeah. um, well, even the Little League World Series, I think, have has like the ten run rule. Or, something like that you know but yeah let's throw this back on the school they should if they felt that this was going to be a problem then maybe stop it all they all they did was pretty much let this team bleed out yeah you know but you know just you know i thought maybe i was just the only one that didn't think this guy should be suspended for doing his job and teaching his kids you know this is how you play the game that's what you gotta do yeah, I mean, he's putting out his resume right now. Anyone who's looking, if he's looking to go college bound, or, or yeah. I don't know how it works for you know high school basketball coaches, but I mean, if he's doing this well in, 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 in high school, who knows what he could do in college. I mean, if anything, he's helping himself out, and he's showing, like, hell, they're good. Yeah. That's All right. Um, so I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, so like I said, any um, podcasts or businesses out there looking to uh, sponsor one of our races next season, head over to NSRA um, Facebook page. Send them a message there. They'll be able to tell you what races are still available or awards um, that you could sponsor. Um, Josh, where could they find you at on Twitter and everywhere? Uh, you can find me at uh, Sobel. I think it's just Sobel X 30 um uh on uh, on twitter and then uh, that's pretty much all i use really for business is twitter so pretty much it all right so till next week this is your good friend jimbo and josh we're out